0: Benvenuto a tutti a la Bruise and Belters podcast. Tonight's episode will be completely in Italian in honor of the Milan Derby. And as we've drawn a huge following in Italy after releasing our brand new Armani hoodies. Um, now, welcome back to the Bruise and Belters podcast. This is <laughs> season two, episode 21. As always, we are talking all things soccer while sipping... On some local brews, tonight I'm drinking a Helles Lager from Dovetail Brewing here in uh, Milwaukee. Uh, A little 4.4, so nothing crazy, but they're tall boys, so give you a nice little buzz. Very easy to sip on. Would be a good spring or summer beer. With me, as always, is Toby Hinafeld. Toby, how you doing and what you sipping on?
1: Again, doing awesome. Uh, by the way, I think this is episode 50 for us, by the way.
0: Uh, the Big Five-O.
1: Wow. Beep, 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 So I was going to go big or go home. I'm doing a Bells from Kalamazoo. I think they now claim Comstock now that their brewing facility is outside of Kalamazoo. I don't know if there's like a water ordinance for their brewery or not. But I have a Hop Slam Ale. It's one of my favorite beers of all time. Double India Pale Ale, double IPA, brewed with honey, uh, a whopping, I can't see it on here, but I think it's, yeah, 10%. Oh, no. So, uh, we're we're double digits. I've already had one.
0: Oh, no. Uh,
1: I could wrestle anyone right now and (laughs) probably last three quarters of a round.
0: Oh, my God. Of a 15-second round, right? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: the The more impressive thing right now is that uh, I understood all all that you said in Italian. So how how's that going? What do we got going on tonight?
0: Our boys fluent. So yeah, we're gonna roll through Afcon, get into the Malad Darby a little bit, FA Cup, and then just wrap up with our, our boost, cheers, and belters. Give a little preview of of the Premier League and and recap on very quickly recap on a couple of the midweek uh, matches here, but. Let's kick it off with AFCON. Congrats to Senegal. They won their first AFCON title in a tight one against Egypt. Um, pretty back and forth match, but nothing crazy as far as you know um, goals or belters or anything like that. It actually ended goalless, went into extra time, and then went into penalties. Both keepers were phenomenal. Um, Egypt's keeper Mohamed Abou Gabal actually won man of the match despite the loss. Um, and deserves a shout, absolutely. Uh, Senegal had the majority of the, the good chances, including a penalty taken by Sadio Mane, which Abu Gabal saved to keep things level. Um, but it was Senegal's Edouard Mendy, uh, Chelsea goalkeeper, who won the goalkeeper of the tournament, allowing only two goals the whole tournament and saving a crucial penalty in the shootout. Toby. What are your thoughts there? Do you do you feel like Mendy deserved it? Do you feel like perhaps Abu Gabal deserved goalkeeper of the tournament? What what do you think?
1: You teed this question up after uh, our Twitter <laughs> responses because uh, no, I do not think he did. Yeah. Uh, Mohamed Abu Gabal was by far the best player um, based on his game leading up to the championship. Mm-hmm. And then he stopped, like, yeah, he, he had a, a PK save in a game, first half, against Sadio Mane, and he set the tone. He had a, at least two A-plus great saves during this game. Yeah, um, He definitely was, in my opinion, the better goalkeeper over Mendy.
0: Um, Mendy was great, it, too, but, yeah, I mean, a ball was unreal. Um,
1: yeah, and- he and there's a difference. M- Mendy's, like, world-class... I don't think Abu Gabal is world class. I think he was just in the right time or right place at the right time. Uh, and he just had a amazing tournament. Like that's all it comes down to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's a not.
1: reason why most of us don't know who this goalkeeper was because, because he's never played like high high professionalism soccer, you know? Yeah. So I don't mean yeah. in a bad way, but like he's not he's not a mendy. Like yeah it's that, and so for him to play as good as he did, if not better, is more impressive in my opinion. What about you?
0: Yeah, I mean it's that that like fairy tale story. The guy's thirty three years old, plays in the Egyptian Premier League, you know, versus Mendy, who's who's this golden boy keeper for Champions League winning Chelsea. Um so yeah, definitely, I mean good on Mendy, you played phenomenal, don't want to take anything away from him, but definitely you feel for, for Abu Gabal. Um, and what could very well be his last, you know, AFCON, potentially his last major competition. As you mentioned earlier, these two teams will meet in World Cup uh, qualifications and, you know, we're, we're only going to see one of the two in the World Cup. So it could be, you know, potentially with, with him being 33 years old, could potentially be his last major tournament. Um, and, you know, regardless of, of the accolades, phenomenal tournament by him, i Personally thought he was a shout for player of the tournament overall, uh, which ended up going to Sadio Mane. Uh, He had three goals, um, 28 fouls drawn was an interesting statistic, Uh, and he was getting fouled a ton in the final, and Captain Senegal to their first AFCON title. So great tournament for him and and for Senegal.
1: So Sunday, I have my 10.30 to twelve. soccer league that i play with they're mostly 20 to 30 year olds there's a sprinkle of 40 50s and maybe even one 60 year old and they're mostly like muslim african like mexican like it's a it's a wide variety of humans and uh the older guys are north african and one of the dudes was he is egyptian and I want to say he, he's mid fifties, early sixties. This dude on the ball was played. Tried to <laughs> try to attempt a bicycle <laughs> and hit hit it, but it went over by like six feet. But he got up and landed on his back and chest and i looked at him and i knew he was egyptian he wears a Mo Salah. he has like his, every alternate jersey his, his name
0: his name's muhammad i've played with him yeah i know exactly who you're talking about
1: yeah so so <laughs> we're not going to share last names but that, <laughs> that dude definitely wears a Mo Salah jersey and he has every variant like he probably has like Fourteen jerseys of this dude wears them every time. Red, white, black. Like that's that our league is literally you wear red, white, or black. And I didn't realize it till later that that's all because of, of, Ma, of Muhammad Salah and Egypt. <laughs> like, like that's their home jerseys. Um, but he 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 did a bicycle, and I was like, oh shit! Like this guy is serious today. Like, and then I thought about it for like ten more seconds. I'm like, fuck, Egypt's gonna win this. Like I thought it the whole time. Like I. I Watching that game, I thought Egypt was going to win it, and Senegal looked good, and honestly, Senegal has the better back line. Their defense is better, they have a few better offensive attackers, and then they have Mane, who's like head and shoulders, in my opinion, better than most people, minus Mohamed Salah on that field, and uh, I I was expecting a little bit more from Senegal. I expected them to win that game. Uh, I did not expect them to lose the way that they did. Or excuse me, I expect them not to lose or tie in the first 90 minutes like they did. And uh, I just expect a little bit more from them uh, from the first 90. But overall, um, it was a pretty entertaining game considering it was 0-0.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean you hoped for some goals but um regardless for, for being scoreless it was entertaining. Definitely thought Senegal would beat them in, in regulation. Uh I thought they were much better on paper, but I mean Egypt kept it kept it tight in the back and, and played pretty well.
1: Um So So if you're Jurgen Klopp Keegan, who do you hug
0: first? <laughs> well, Mo returned first, so you hug Mo first. <laughs> And you console him and you tell him great job. And then I hope he doesn't play tomorrow, to be honest with you. Uh, Liverpool have Leicester. I think you give him rest. All the, uh, you know, Anfield watch and all these pages, you know, supporter pages and whatnot, are, are putting him in their starting lineup. But I think that's ridiculous. I think you give him rest. Obviously, you've got to go and get three points against Leicester. But, I mean, you've got Diaz, you've got Firmino, you've got Jota. Like, Give the guy some time, play Taki, you know, whoever you have to play, give him some time to rest, maybe bring him in in the second half. Um, but I, I think you give him a breather. And I think Klopp will do that too, as adamant as he's been about the overscheduling of matches. I would just be shocked if he started him. So
1: so when we talk FA Cup, my exact question to you is going to be, what the fuck is up with Leicester? <laughs> so so let's, let's let's get into that later. Uh, but I, I don't think we have anything to worry about right now. Um Puma sponsored both of these teams. They are the official sponsor or brand of the kits that both these teams wear. They also were the official almost of two-thirds of the Afcon teams. Like Puma was very African uh rich. Uh so I don't know, dude. Do you think the doper kids are with the the national teams, or do you think they were some of the club teams? Here are some of the club teams, by the way. Borussia Dortmund, Manchester City, Valencia. There's like uh, M. Blauwebeck from Germany. There's a few other ones. There's about 18. Um, And then there's AC Milan, who uh, we're going to get ready to talk to about the uh, Milan derby. But... Do you think that Puma does better with the Afghan kits than they do the club kits? What do you prefer?
0: All those club kits are dope, but there is no drip. And I cannot overstate this enough, Toby. There is no drip like an African national team jersey drip. There is none. I mean, like, every kit that you saw, with the exception of, like, Egypt, which are pretty bland, but, like, damn near every single kit you saw doesn't matter how big or how small the country is, all of them were incredible. And they always are. From, like, late 80s, early 90s to present day, they're always incredible. So I think it's a no-brainer. I think national kids.
1: No, I definitely do, too. Uh, Dortmunds, I always felt were boring. Uh, The only ones I actually really like are uh, Valencia's. Really? Um, I like...
0: I like Dortmunds quite a bit. AC Milan, pretty traditional. They've stuck to the same kind of template, but um, Dortmunds are usually pretty good. I like their I like their blacks. Um, also, their colors are just a cheat code. Their colors are sick. The black and yellow is is always a favorite, in my opinion.
1: So, AC Milan played Inter Milan in the Milan Derby. Uh, it was a one-two victory for AC Milan. Um dude like I mean did you watch it
0: Oh yeah watched it twice It was so nice I watched <laughs> it twice Tobes
1: <laughs> I know you love that Syria So Olivia Giroux had two goals within a 3 minute period uh his first one was a just poacher's goal just on the back side of that far post just swung in on it but that That second goal, oh my gosh. That turn, his first touch, like, that's, there's a few things that Olivier Giroud has. One, a first touch. Two, that turn. And three, that goal-scoring prow that he could put it in that far post and, like, just go to town right then and there. And then the fourth thing that he has, which Keegan's is what I want to talk to you about, uh he still has a top three in the world hair to beard combo. Absolutely. That dude is a good looking human being. Absolutely. I love him so much. He's so fucking good. I love that he's not playing for fucking any English Premier League team right now. Yeah. Like put him in Italy, let him go, let him eat. Awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. The only thing as slick as that hair was the turn. Uh the turn was phenomenal. The finish truly wasn't all that great. But it was just good enough to beat Hendinovich. Um Handanovich even got a hand on it, but um, just wasn't strong enough. And, and it ended up going to the left corner. But yeah, the turn was unbelievable. Three minutes after scoring the poacher's goal, like you said. Um, the turning point for me was AC Milan bringing in Ibrahim Diaz in into the attacking mid position. So they started Frank Cassier in the middle um, out of position. Hey,
1: real, real quick. I'm sorry, Keegan. Um. So, he just came back from AFCON. Uh, Ivory Coast, I want to believe, that he plays for. for yep. yep. Uh, how good is he? Because he's linked to a ton of Premier League teams right now. How good is he?
0: Yeah, he's linked everywhere. He's really good. I mean, he's just that standard, like, box-to-box mid that he's an engine in the midfield, but he's also got the quality on the ball to be effective, and he's got the defensive work rate to just shut people down. I mean, he can... If you want him to try and get forward a little bit, he can do that. He's not—I mean, attacking isn't his his bread and butter. But I mean, defensively, he's a guy you can have man mark, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, or you know, a a standout in the midfield, and just limit them and what they can do. So, uh, he's extremely good. They've got a great tandem going right now with him and Sandro Tonali, who I've been a huge fan of for a few years now. Um, After this is his second year at Milan and he's really started to come into his own. That was another really great matchup going into this um, was Sandro Tonali and Nico uh, Barella in the middle going up against each other. Two of the best young midfielders in Italy right now. Um, So that was extremely fun to map and fun to watch. Tonali had a couple very near belters. I mean, literally just turned the ball was sitting up for him and he just took a rip put both of them on target from really long distance. Um, but really, Kessier played in a forward position, and it wasn't necessarily because of his attacking, because like I said, that's not really his game. It was more so to press Inter um, far up the pitch and put that pressure on them defensively. And it didn't really work Inter in, in my opinion, was dominant for most of the match. It, it went back and forth where each each team had their chances and they had their runs of play where they were kind of pushing and, and they were on the front foot. But, um, yeah, I mean, the change for me w- w- where the game flipped on its head was when Diaz came in, who's super talented, came from Real Madrid. I believe he's on loan from Real Madrid. Uh, young attacking mid came in. He was the one who set up Giroud's tap-in. And just he got things going for them moving forward and put a ton of pressure on Inter. In, He's quick, keeps the ball on a string. Just if they can transition through the midfield and get him the ball, Milan's on the break, and, and they looked really, really good the last 15, 20 minutes.
1: So top top five in Serie A right now is Inter Milan at 53 points, Napoli and AC Milan at 52, and then Juventus at 45 and Atlanta at 43 so yeah a very tight race compared to all the other Bundesliga Spain Syria you know like all the other all the other programs excuse me Syria but all the other programs Spanish uh France and England like this is where it's at like it's all in Syria right now like they are it's the most exciting Forefront for yeah. when it comes to
0: side Yeah, and on top of that, like you got City and Liverpool on top of the Premier League. City handily, you know, nine points above Liverpool. Um and Serie A, like I mean, City's been up there for a while. Liverpool have been close on their on their coattail for a while and, and they're okay. one and two. Whereas in Serie A, it's been Juve for, you know, for eleven or twelve years in a row. They were number one last year in inter- back eight. Yeah, and uh, you know, last year Inter wins it, and Inter and AC Milan have been fighting 1 2. Napoli's always up there, but they always fall short. Right now, they're just a point away from leading. Um, and then on top of that, you got Juve kind of trailing behind, but they just picked up the best striker in Italy right now, Dusan Vlahovic, who scored in his debut. And they picked up uh, Zachariah as well, who uh, scored a goal in his debut as as Juve beat uh Hellas Verona so really exciting league to watch right now there's a shitload of talent um and it's just a tight tight league where every match matters which just makes it way more fun to watch (laughs) so moving on to uh you want to move on to FA Cup or you got any more comments on that we just hit fifty episodes, so we're done with England. Let's fucking move to Italy. <laughs> yeah, Let's we're just go. switching it up. This is no longer a Premier League heavy podcast. Uh, we're just going straight up Serie A and uh, Coppa Italia, and we're going to speak Italian the rest of the the rest of the way. Now, we'll we'll get into FA Cup. Um, we can never abandon this league. This is, in my opinion, lately this has been the most enjoyable league to watch. Um, We'll start it off with non-league side Borham Wood upsetting Bournemouth. Um, So Borham Wood is a fifth-tier team. Upsets Bournemouth, who sits second in the championship right now. They're set to get, you know, as long as they continue on this pace, they're set to get promoted to the Premier League. They upset them 1-0. The lone goal coming from 37-year-old Mark Ricketts. Started his career with Southeast London side Charlton Athletic. Now in fifth tier football with Boreham Wood. Um, so to put it into perspective, your standard lineup has. You're starting it 11. It has
1: me. It
0: has me. Like, <laughs> I could play for this team. Like, that's what this uh... is.
1: Like, Keegan, I'm sorry. Like, you don't need to go into it. Like, I, I am the team.
0: <laughs> Toby.
1: And I'm he, only he's... fucking like 34, 30. When am I? I'm 34. Yeah, I'm 34. <laughs> like you can't, you can't make this up, Keegan. You can't.
0: You, you really can't. That's the beauty of the FA Cup. This the, is FA the fucking Cup. FA Cup, bro. That is the beauty of the FA Cup. So to put into perspective, most most teams have 11 starters and nine players on their bench. They had 11 starters and five subs, and I think they used four of the subs, which is just fucking wild. Like that's like a team you put together for a, a local summer league and you're like shit who's gonna show up today do we have zero subs or do we got four or five what's what's going on that's how they were they had guys calling off shifts probably and shit at work like and they they went in and beat Bournemouth so that's amazing that's why this competition is incredible um next round they will play Everton March 2nd and I'm really looking forward to that um Jack and Jack and Sondag are stressing right now. Maybe we'll have them on the pod the week before that or maybe the week after, depending on the result. But um another another Cinderella story that fell just short. Sixth tier non league Kidderminster Harriers lost a heart heartbreaker two one to West Ham. And honestly, I don't know if you watch this or not, Tobes, but they dominated probably seventy-five minutes of that game. Like, truly were in control for 75 to 80 minutes of that match. Uh, and then Declan Rice and Tomas Suchek came on about halfway through the second half, and it just kind of changed the momentum.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely did. Um, <laughs> uh, there there's some pretty cool stuff. I mean, let's let's get past the game. Uh, they, they outlasted West Ham until West Ham actually put their best players on. And West Ham scored in what, the...
0: The 91st.
1: Like, yeah, stoppage time of the extra period, or second extra period. But uh, for David Moyes to go drink beers (laughs) with the manager of the other team after the game and just, like, hang out and talk, like, fuck, whatever. Like, let's just go.
0: Again, the magic of the FA Cup. You don't have that in the Premier League. Because you're not playing, excuse me, you're not playing in a match ground that sits five and a half thousand, which is what Kidderminster's ground sits, which was part of the magic of it again. I mean, this is such a great competition. I would love for something like this to come to the U.S. Um, Again, I I, I think a promotion relegation system would maybe have to be in place first, um, which needs to happen, but that's a whole nother thing, but... I mean, just dirty seeing, to
1: me you can talk
0: dirty to me, <laughs> but I mean, just seeing something like this in the states would be awesome, um but yeah, they'll play uh actually West Ham, I can't remember who West Ham will play the next match, but um they did they did tie it or they did tie it up in the ninety first yeah Declan Rice came through like a freight train, scored the equalizer. And then, um, I mean, extra time. West Ham dominated most of it, but Kidderminster held strong in the back. Uh, and then, again, stoppage time, 121st minute. Jared Bowen ended up on the uh, end of a ball that kind of squeaked through the box. Ended up at the far post, and he just tapped it in. Um, crushing loss for the home crowd. Again, about 5,500 there, but Kidderminster did themselves proud. I'll give them a cheer for that, Tobes. And um, you know we'll see what West Ham does here in this next round. But so
1: West Ham has Southampton in the next round on okay. March second.
0: Yeah. Okay. Southampton.
1: Uh. So they're gonna have uh James Ward Proust to figure out which uh he tore powell Tottenham today. So figure the same thing. I would assume. We'll,
0: we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute.
1: No, we don't need to.
0: <laughs> and then um, EFL Championship side. Nottingham Forest, who has just been running through people, uh, absolutely dismantled Leicester City four-one dominant performance. David versus Goliath run that Not- Nottingham Forest is on right now. They knocked off Arsenal last month in the FA Cup, dominated Leicester. uh Starboy Jed Spence scored a goal, exploded through Arsenal's def- or excuse me exploded through Leicester's defense capped it off with a cheeky little poto goal. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was just a dominant performance. Um, we'll get into some of the fan antics later, but they're on a run right now, um, and they look super, super dangerous. I would actually love to see them just go ahead and win the FA Cup. I don't know that that will happen. I don't know how long they can keep going. but I would I would absolutely love to see this club win it.
1: Geeks, what is
0: up with Leicester? I don't know. I one I, I don't know. They've they've been underperforming all year, and I don't know if uh-huh. if maybe some of that is the Vardy magic is, you know, maybe he's starting to age a little. I, don't, I mean, he still looks pretty good though. He still shows up in a lot of matches. Their midfield uh-huh. is solid. I think their defense is weak. Honestly, I think their defense is really weak. I think Seonchu is I was high on him for a couple of years. I think he's no, been he's ter- terrible. I think he's been absolutely terrible this year. Um, Dog shit. So I think their defense is where they're they're weak right now. And I mean, you look at that score line four one to a, a championship side that sits sits in sixth place in the championship right now. Yeah. Um, which isn't bad by any means, but I mean, it's not like it's not like the. Overwhelming leaders of of the championship are doing this to them. I mean, it's it's a 6 place side, so I, I think so, it's their defense that's the issue, really.
1: So what's up with that asshole that came on the field and started swinging punches at nine and to players as they were celebrating a goal? What's up with that fucking deep? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, dude. I I don't even know what to even say about
0: this. That's my boo of the week and it's just literally last week we talk about the fact that fans behavior is growing more and more yeah, ridiculous obnoxious. every like week. this
1: is beyond obnoxious this is like criminal offense and
0: the thing with me i saw people on social media like laughing about this shit it's like yeah, yeah, yeah sure but what happens when one of these drunk assholes comes down and cold clocks a 19 year old star boy or fucking any of the players but you know a 19-year-old starlet, they cold-clock him, and who knows, you hit him in the wrong place on the head. I hate to get morbid, but what if it ends their career? I mean, what if it seriously, you know, screws them up or, or causes an injury that, that maybe keeps them out for most of the year, or keeps them out indefinitely? I mean... Like people don't, people love laughing at this stupidity, but like there could be serious, serious consequences for something like this. The guy came out throwing haymakers. There's a picture of him landing one of the punches on a Nottingham player, and it looked like he, he was hitting him hard. And it's like that ends up in the wrong place on the head, and that could do like serious actual damage. Like that's not shit to laugh about. You know what I mean? And it's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: no, so definitely. That's what. That's a, I wanted to bring this up because that dude is a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I'm not saying we need to go, like, I don't know, like beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying we need to go attack him, but I think we definitely need to. We can
0: fly over there and ball. do it if you're and, if you're down. And, and we need to we need to put him in a consolidated room and fix him. You know. Like, <laughs> No, I, they did. I mean, they did apparently arrest him, and he has a lifetime ban. Is is what they were talking about. But again, like I don't know. I mean, it it just seems to be getting worse and worse, and it's it's ridiculous. Like to any reasonable human being, that kind of reaction to seeing your team scored on is absurd. And that's the so, thing is is that these people aren't reasonable, and it's.
1: Oh, they they're never gonna be. Yeah. Did you watch United, Mills, Millsboro?
0: I didn't. Um, we'll hop back to that, I guess, uh, because I don't want to keep going about this, Leicester fan. Uh, but no. No, you
1: shouldn't. That's <laughs> why I'm, I want to segue, because it's, it's just disgusting. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, it's brutal. But yeah, another championship club, Middlesboro. They sit in seventh place, um, and they're through the next round after beating United. 1-1 draw. Jaden Sancho scored, but um, Middlesbrough beat him on pens. Did you watch much of this match?
1: I watched all of it, and uh, the handball that pretty much gained possession for the goal for Middlesbrough uh, was called not a handball, even though it definitely slapped his hand, and his hand was above his head. Um, But it allowed control.
0: The hand Um, of God.
1: I was okay with it, because uh, at the time I was like, thinking I flail my arms and that guy cannot control himself, and he did control himself. I don't know. So here we are. Um, but yeah, Borough, Middlesboro, uh, definitely <laughs> defended their dicks off, and Ronaldo missed the PK in the first half. That was the end of the game right there. Ronaldo missed the PK, and then you went into everything else. And you had I forget the kid's name from Manchester United who missed the kick that allowed them to lose. Uh, I felt like it was a Jaden Sancho moment of maybe not Jaden Sancho moment, but definitely
0: yeah, Saka Sancho, Sancho, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Sancho. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. I was like, Jesus, like, why do they have to do this, this kid? Because he doesn't deserve it. But here we are. It's part of the game, unfortunately. United's out. Like Middlesbrough's on, they're a championship team, they're on the next round, and here we are. So let's keep going.
0: And that was one let's, of my let's,
1: no. let's shit on Chelsea. You wanna <laughs> shit on Chelsea or no?
0: I don't know what we're gonna shit on Chelsea about, but I'm down. Um
1: nah, they end up being Plymouth, but Plymouth Plymouth was a was a third tier team. So yeah, yeah. they barely beat them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, that was Jorginho,
1: Lukaku... Jorginho, Lukaku, Ziyech, Kovačić, Mount. I don't know. Do you need much more to win a game, Keegan?
0: You would see. You would think you wouldn't need much more. They did win it, to be fair. But yeah, but, I mean, they Plymouth Argyle played them tight, very tight, the entire game. Third
1: tier, and dude, that, that dude missed an extra time PK. He missed the PK to to in extra time to go in like.
0: Kept a minute, Like, yeah. they had
1: everything. Like, I'm not saying Plymouth was shit. All I'm saying is Chelsea should have done better, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You expect better. They went to the FA Cup final last year, won the Champions League. I mean, restocked on more and more players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other, other Prem League teams that went through Norwich City upset Wolves 1-0. Norwich is hot right now, Tobes. I know you love that. I see that team who Jerseys,
1: dude. The jerseys and Timu Puki. Yep. Jerseys and Timu Puki. He Timu Pukki had a, a goal today. They they that's ended up it. equalizing today in the Premier League. He had a goal in the first minute. That's, that's not that's not regular. That's because he's hot. <laughs> he's hot as shit. So he's on fire. Go, the man's on fire.
0: So let's, they have said boys. <laughs> the ten percenters are coming out. I love it, Tobes. Yeah, Norwich Norwich is hot right now. Um, upset Wolves 1-0. They've been playing a lot better. Obviously got off to a terrible start. They could really only go up from there, but they have responded and bounced back a little bit. Um, Everton with a huge 4-1 win over Brentford and Frank Lampard's debut. And then City, Palace, Tottenham, and Liverpool are all through without too much difficulty. They all won pretty comfortably. So that kind of leads into the Prem. We had some midweek matches to play this week to catch up, um, and we'll just run through these real quick. Newcra- Newcastle excuse me, thrashed Everton 3-1. Van de Beek and Dele Alli made their debuts, uh, pretty disappointing debuts for them as they lose 3-1. Uh, Kieran Trippier with a beautif- beautiful goal um, in his second match as a Newcastle player. Uh, Burnley and United drew 1-1. West Ham won 1-0 over Watford. Southampton, Tobes, today Southampton comes back from 2-1 to beat Tottenham. Two goals, two minutes, two Ward-Prowse assists. Any, any comments, Toby, or should we just move forward?
1: Um, I'm very upset about this because uh, James Ward-Prowse played awesome. Uh, his two assists were... He, he, I don't even think he, the guys headed that. I think he hit the people on the head. <laughs> <laughs> he, scored. he was that good. Um, so they ended up losing to Southampton with two offside. So Tottenham scored two goals offsides that were called back offsides. Uh, they had an A-plus save. Great, uh, they had an A-plus save, saving goal, um, t- took him back by them, and then also had uh, one off the post by Henry Kane. So, I mean, Tottenham was good. Southampton was just way better. Uh, Tottenham against Brighton during the FA Cup. I'm not going to lie. I thought this is what I was getting going forward. Like, I'm like, dude, these guys are hot. I thought they're signing from UV, uh, Pentatecor. I thought he was awesome. Pentatecor was awesome. Like, he's such a good midfielder. So, like, smart. And I guess he hasn't been good for Juve over the last two years. That's what most people are saying. But he was awesome. Um, Steven Bergway ended up...
0: What? I was just going to say, he's a, <laughs> good, he's a good player. He just didn't He just didn't really get much of a chance, I feel like, that often for Juve of with their setup yeah. and McKenney coming on and playing well. So I think he's a great signing for you guys, personally. But continue.
1: I hope so. And so Stephen Berkway ended up scoring, but he was like less than 12 inches off sides uh, in the like 93rd minute to equalize. Like yeah. we had the goal. I, like, thought, we had it. I, th- it,
0: I thought it was going to be another Leicester where he was going to grab that and then a minute later score, not even a minute, 20 seconds later score the winner. But
1: So that's why I was hoping so far too, but it didn't happen. Um, this team is not a top four team. Like, that's what I came to the conclusion at the end of the day. Like, I love Tottenham. They're a freaking roller coaster. You go up, you go down with them. But they're not top four. I think they're, like, at best, a fifth-place team, maybe a sixth, in my opinion. They're Europa next year, which I don't know how long Conti is going to want to stay with them. That's what's upsetting. Do you think that he would stay with them for that long?
0: I don't know. I could see him at least riding it out to next season and and seeing how that goes. Um I don't I don't see him just giving up on them, but yeah, I mean, obviously the guy the guy wants to win trophies. That's what he's all about. He's all about winning and and not just winning, but being actually being the best team. And um yeah, like you said, they're just not right now. So maybe those pieces that they picked up will help. I think is a good pickup as well. Um but, I mean, th- those guys will take some time probably to adjust, especially Kul- Kulisevsky, I think, with good attacking players up top, like Son and Kane to mix in with and Bergbein. So I think it'll take a little bit of time. But, I don't know, I, th- I think Conte will ride it out. I think he's got probably too much pride to, to just throw in the towel that, that soon. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm curious to see the leash they give him. We've seen managers in the Premier League not get much of a leash, but obviously you've got to a bona fide winner in Conte, and um, you would imagine that they're going to give him a little bit longer of a leash, so we'll see. Um, other matches, City beat Brentford 2-0, and Villa and Leeds drew 3-3. Two goals from Daniel James, one very, very good goal, um, and then a goal and an assist from Coutinho, who's played really, really well so far for, for Villa. Uh, kind of surprised to see them draw with Leeds, who haven't been very good this year, but... They played pretty well today. Uh, obviously, getting that production out of Daniel James is huge for them.
1: Uh, Keeks, my EPL thoughts for the day is Coutinho is back. Yeah, that's literally all I had with double lines over the top. You know, lines, lines, lines. Uh, he had a goal assist today, and then a uh, total he hit in three games. He has two goals and two assists. That's more than freaking Jadon Sancho, who costed <laughs> what? more, seventy-five, I don't know, whatever. Seventy-five is. altogether, but, I think. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Coutinho is on a heater right now for Aston Villa, and God bless him. I hope he goes. Like I hope Aston Villa goes. Like I would love for Aston Villa to be just that good. You know.
0: I'd love to see him finish top four and be in the Champions League. I don't know if they'll do that or not, but I would love to see him finish top four. Uh, top six minimum would be great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that attacking formation, we don't need, we have Tyrone Mings. That's all we need. Let's just let's just let's just attack, 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 attack.
0: He was a little sloppy in the back for one of James's goals, but uh, yeah, I mean Mings is Mings is solid. Mings is solid. So tomorrow we've got Liverpool versus Leicester and Wolves versus Arsenal, and then back at it this weekend um, for Match Day twenty five. So. Let's get into our boos, cheers, belters. I don't have any belters in my cheers. Um, I already gave one to the Senegal national team for their first AFCON title. And then I'll go into um, with United getting the boot from the FA Cup. Earlier in the year, Jamie Carragher was questioning the signing of Ronaldo as he's 36, just turned 37. Um, And he says, what's the point of bringing him in if you're not going to win the Premier League? And this is not a Premier League winning team. And Roy Keane said to win cups, to w- to go out and win the FA Cup or, you know, other cups other than the Premier League or Champions League. And Jamie Carragher tweeted that conversation out after United were, <laughs> were, were, ju- were, were bumped from the FA Cup, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> But those, those are my two cheers. What do you got, Tobes?
1: Uh, I got a few cheers, actually. I'm going to throw out like three to four of them right now. I don't really have a boo.
0: Rapid um, fire. So,
1: my cheer, first one and foremost, is for. This is from a, a Twitter account, Nibelion. Uh, Nibel. Uh, um, so, he tweets about uh, video games mostly. Um, so, Mario Striker. Battle League revealed for Nintendo Direct. So Nintendo Switch is coming out with their, you know, like, uh, pretty much the same version of any other online platform of video games. Uh, But it is a Mario Striker Battle League. So it is where... (laughs) It is where you can have different Mario characters play soccer against each other. So it's like a soccer Mario game, kind of like the same ones we grew up playing against on N- N64, where it was Mario tennis, Mario golf, Mario anything. Um, but it's Mario soccer. So that just was announced. Definitely uh,
0: buying the- that. Definitely buying that. Yep. Tax yeah. refund going straight to that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that is the first and foremost one. Um, But after that, I have two other ones. Uh, So, NFL is announcing right now that uh, in 2022, in 2022, Alliance Arena, which is where uh, FC Bayern play, uh, Bayern Munich, um, they are going to host a NFL game. Uh, First time that an NFL game has ever been played in Germany. So that is happening. Um, And then the other one is that... Oh, yeah. uh, In 2026, Tottenham Hotspurs are evidently asking... Or they are uh, pitching an audience to bid on the host for the Super Bowl in 2026. So Tottenham... You know, we're looking at London, North London, for a uh, Super Bowl. And then uh, that is a rumor. But uh, definitely with the Super Bowl being this week, I thought I should bring it up. uh, That Super Bowl possibly in 2026 in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But uh, definitely Bayern Munich is having a game next year in Germany.
0: Um, So there's... With Harry Kane being a huge NFL guy, you think that's just a uh, you think they're just grasping at straws, just begging to hold on to Kane till 2026.
1: <laughs> I hope so, but uh, actually, I don't hope so. But I think that's maybe a possibility. Dude, he is such a big Tom Brady fan. I don't even know what's going on.
0: So. Huge Tom Brady fan. Yeah. Also, they we sent over because obviously there's there's always an NFL game. Over in in England, like each year, they've been doing that for the past few years. We sent over the fucking Jets against the Jaguars, and it was like a sold out crowd at Tottenham Stadium, which is a huge, brand new stadium. Yeah. So that shows 60, the support. Plus. Yeah, that shows the support over there. Like those people love that shit. It's not just Harry Kane; those people love that shit, which is awesome. I th- I think that's a great idea. Um, building the NFL brand and expanding the sport, I think that'd be really cool, as well as, obviously, uh, hosting a game in Germany, too.
1: So, I have two more cheers, because I'm all positivity, no negativity. Um, Soul Mamba. Sol Bamba. I, I, meant to say, I meant to say Bamba, but I said Mamba, just because, you know, white Mamba. Um, 37-year-old, cancer survivor, blood cancer. Um, he hit one of the, one of the PKs for Middlesbrough to beat Manchester United. Dude is 37 years old, beat cancer. Uh, after the game, this is my cheer. He tweeted, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> he, said that to, he said that to the FA Emirates Cup. Like, they, they posted something about him and he said, I'm too old for this shit. Like.
0: What a response. Unbelievable.
1: And <laughs> my last year is for one of one of the reasons why I'm a Ta- uh, Tottenham Hotspurs fan is uh, Moussa Nubella retiring. That dude was my favorite player during the 20-teens. Uh, for him being a box-to-box player, the Belgium international was a Spurs player from uh, 2012 to 2019 I want to believe and that dude just I mean he ate like I'm pulling up uh right now I'm pulling up what Mauricio Pochettino said about him so Pochettino back in 2017 said this this is from a uh, Tom Alnut uh at Tom Alnut AFT on Twitter um he said this I always say to him Musa when I write my book, you will be one of the five geniuses I have ever been lucky enough to meet, along with Maradona, Ronaldinho, Ococha, De La Peña, and Musa Dembele.
0: I was about that's to say that, that's, player
1: that dude was, was like he say, was the yeah. fucking dude for Tottenham for five years. Like he was the guy. You put you you give him the ball within. 20 yards of the goal, he's going to go 60 yards down the other pitch. Like, didn't matter. Like, he was that kind of player.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And he ended up, uh, so I actually didn't realize he was retiring. That's a great shout out. Um, he was in the Chinese Super League, correct? And he's retiring yeah, from there?
1: Yeah. Reti- he just retired this week.
0: Yep. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Phenomenal player. Um, that's super high praise from Poch. I was going to say, played with. Played with JJ Ococha. He played with Ronaldinho. Obviously, Argentinian legend New Diego Maradona. Uh, so,
1: yeah, that Pop Potch is Argentinian, so he knows Limo Messi, and he did not put Messi on that list. <laughs> so, Snubbed. Think about it. Yeah.
0: Think about it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, do you have a
1: Do you have a Belter, Keeks, or do you want me to go?
0: I don't have a Belter. Go ahead, take it away.
1: Ah, uh, sh- Nikes. Uh, Stuart Armstrong. FA Cup, that was voted not just by me, but by everyone in the world. Best goal of uh, week four of the FA Cup, or uh, round four of the FA Cup, I should say. Um, Against Coventry, I'm still depressed about his uh, outing against Tottenham, where they just beat them today. Didn't look good. Um, So yeah, so here we are. Uh, But Stuart Armstrong, definitely Belter of the Week, uh, in and away.
0: Yeah, um and that leads to boo's. I already threw out my my boo for the Leicester fan and then um we'll just leave it at this a boo to Kurt Zuma um disgusting behavior that was that was brought to light over this last week and that's really all I'm going to say about that cuz it was disgusting. Um comes after, you know, a week after, again, we were, we were just talking last week about fans behavior. Again, we have a fan incident and then, you know, player behavior with Mason Greenwood. And again, more disgusting player behavior from, from Kurt Zuma, um, slightly different, but disgusting nonetheless. So hate to end on a negative note. Uh, we will be back next week. Also, we got hoodies. Um, go check them out on our. Let's go. Yeah. Oh go, man. Go check them out on our Instagram page at and Belters. Follow us on there and on Twitter at and Belters. Um, websites in the works remains in the works, but um, interviewing a couple l- local pub owners pretty soon, um, and we're gonna have some stories up there about their pubs and how they came to be and whatnot and just highlight them and and the goals to build out a a directory of, of soccer pubs here in the Midwest. So a little bit more of a positive note to end it on. Other than that, Tobes, I'm good. You good?
1: Cheers, bro.
0: Cheers.